is no good to me dead. Boba Fett is coming. We're getting this movie, whether you want it or not. Disney says you're gonna you, you're gonna get it and you're gonna like it. You're gonna eat it all up. And I say, okay, fair enough, Disney. You got me. Um, so this is we're kind of gonna do like a little pitch or just like your story idea for what you would like to see in a Boba Fett movie. Maybe a cast of characters, not necessarily actors, but like people you want to show up in this Boba Fett movie. And then if you want to, I recast the director because I'm not super happy with James Mangold doing it. Um, so Andrew. Yeah. All right. Uh, I wrote this really quick this morning, so hopefully this makes sense. <clears throat> so my Boba Fett idea is uh, Boba Fett does not show his face for at least around half the movie, more or less, maybe less. I don't know. As he hunts down bounties in the employ of both the Empire and the Rebels and those in between. We see the different factions and beliefs of everyone on all sides that he comes into contact with. He hunts down and delivers bounties to each of them. However, he starts to come up against issues with not ever having chosen a side. The war is getting more intense and it's becoming harder and harder to not choose a side. We see his face finally as he takes off the helmet to think about what to do next. He has been accustomed to a certain kind of freedom, moral ambiguity, and indifference that a bounty hunter has, but that will soon all come into question. Uh, there will be no Django Fett talk, no clones talk. The action will also be interesting because he is not shooting to kill necessarily as badass as he is. He's no good to me dead is the operative line in this movie. He has to keep his bounties alive as well, so that will account for at least half the action of the film. And uh, that's my pitch. Sweet. Joey? Uh, I want him to, like... <clears throat> we kind of see, like, maybe the first uh, uh, 10, 15 minutes is like a, you know, he's in the middle of, like, a bounty or something bounty either going right or going wrong and we see that he's like nobody to, he's no one to fuck with like he's fucking Boba Fett um, either and then I guess the rest of the film is that it's based on a like a bounty like maybe he has to um, uh, there's a bunch of people after his uh, some people he, have to, he has to secure maybe it's a family maybe it's like a diplomat or something um, and, and they start to sort of uh, I don't know. He, I don't know the word I'm trying to say. I guess his uh, his bounty. We'll just say his bounty. Um, and then they start to you know figure out figure each other out. Um, he decides maybe if the bounty is good or bad. He decides not to not to do it. Um, and I don't know. I, I I hadn't really again. I I lost my homework on this one. So I'm just kind of thinking this up <laughs> on the fly. Uh, I saw none of this by the way. Sorry. Um, <laughs> And uh, yeah, so it's all about just him the bounty because like it's it's Boba Fett, man. It's like I don't know really anything about him. I know that he's a clone, and so that's really what he is. Um, and so I can't really like I don't know if he's got like a if, you know if he's got if if, if say like in the, in the 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 bounty hunters in Empire are they like are they all like together as a team? Are they all just separate bounty hunters that come in, so they're going to kill each other to get maybe the the bounty within that film? Um, 
you know, I don't know. Does he, I guess he works for Java in in, in some capacity. So it's one of his clients, uh, I take. You know, it's just like, yeah, it's like one of his clients. You know, so it's like it's hard to really tell like what I'd want to see in this film. Like, does he like does he have compassion? You know what I mean? Is he is he just a complete villain? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Well, so, it's like uh, most people love him because of the moral ambiguity, and they like he's he's not good or bad. He's his own guy. He's a free agent. He's like a Ronin, right? Like that, that, that kind of thing, which is cool. I think that's cool too. But it would be cool to see that whole thing challenged as well in the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I could. Okay. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll see that. It's kind of like a Yo Jimbo type thing, playing both sides. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that would be an excellent fucking pull. Yeah. Okay. That's me. Cool. Stefan? All right, so holy shit. I put a little thought into this here. <laughs> so, to me, this movie would feel like Dread or Batman or, and John Wick at some points or like The Raid or something. It would be like nonstop, kind of hectic at times, but like have a, a nice narrative stringing you along. It'd be kind of a noir film. It'd be kind of like a mystery um, you'd see, you'd see how good of a bounty hunter Boba Fett is when he's on the, on the hunt. Um, you'd see the culture of bounty hunters and the seedy underbelly of the galaxy, um, uh, throughout. You'd just see kind of this to the nastiest of the nasty. This, if it could, if it could be like a hard PG 13, it would be, um, you know, chewy ripping off arms is, you know, they'd go just the next step above that. Um, I'd have a director be, uh, I think one of the best modern westerns has been um, uh, hell. What was that? Hell high. Oh, fuck. I hell or high water. Hell or yeah, high water. Hell or high water. Uh, that director. He. I think he'd be good. Maybe him, but maybe somebody more fast paced. I think James Mangold's not too terrible of an idea, but I definitely, you know, still uh, he's still, eh, you know. Um, but I think somebody like this who could handle like a because it's kind of a western too in a lot of ways, as as big as much as Star Wars is, is this kind of space western. Um, I mean, yeah, give it to the director of John Wick. Yeah. And yeah, Atomic yeah. Blonde, you know? Yeah, or, yeah, or somebody good, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think a good writer would be somebody like Mark McQuarrie, who did a fucking, what was that one? Help me out, guys. He wrote Usual Suspects. He wrote uh, the one Benicio Del Toro, Ryan Phillippe. Oh, Way, Way of the gun. gun. Fuck yeah. Way of the Gun. Way of the Gun. Or somebody oh, like David Hayter. Um, who wrote the first X-Men movie and was... The second solid. one as well, yeah, too. Yeah, the second one. Yeah, yeah. Somebody like that. I like their style. Or there's um, probably a lot of other really good writers that could take something like this on. Um, I think for the cast, it would be cool to mine Daniel Logan, who played him in the prequels uh, as an adult now. He's older. If he could act, you know, if he could pull it off, it'd be cool to see somebody. I looked at pictures of him earlier, and he kind of looks like the older actor who played his dad, too. So you'd get a lot of that... You know, there's a bit of a resemblance there. You know, I think it'd be cool if they brought him back, <laughs> or or somebody of a uh, New Zealander, or somebody of Maori descent, and kind of keep that lineage yeah, alive that, and make yeah. it kind of like an open cultural thing. It'd be really cool to see some sly talking New Zealander kind of accent with Boba Fett. You know, or you know something in the middle maybe because when we did hear Boba Fett, he didn't really have that affect in the uh, original films. Um, I think uh, Dengar's gonna be in it in my pitch. Uh, that'd be Ray Winstone. Hmm. <laughs> he'd be a bad motherfucker. He's actually, I looked at some of the history of Boba Fett and some of the expanded universe, and he's kind of always been like a partner or an associate or somebody they work together and stuff. So he'd be kind of an older 
bounty hunter who who's always impressed by Boba Fett's tricks and shit, but but knows a little bit more. Maybe that whistler, that teacher kind of character, um, in a way. Um, and then I'd also pull the character Sintas, who's in some of the uh, extended universe stuff, who plays a love interest and also a, a, a bounty hunter on the opposite side. In my pitch, she um, she'd be hunting him as he thinks he's hunting somebody else. There's just like this chain of bounty hunters that's like. It's it's kind of subtle. You don't really think about that that way, but um, it's just how the the culture kind of works. It's just crime. Like people are taking uh, hits out on people everywhere. You know. That's a great idea, man. A bounty on the bounty hunter. That's yeah, fucking so, good, dude. So, and what I would do is I'd play in uh, Prince or so Sintess. I would cast Mary Elizabeth Win- Winstead. I love her. She in the last season of Fargo. She's just a complete fucking badass, and and she would be amazing as like kind of a cool. Uh, love interest and you know whoever they cast as Boba Fett like somebody she could have really good chemistry with because th- that would be amazing because the love story in it would be subtle it would just be kind of down in the background just steam boiling to a head uh, the whole movie so it's more just about like the bounties and how they go for one another but that's a, another story for another day you know um, but I'd play in the Black Sun as having overturned the Crimson Dawn at some point and ha- introduced Prince Shizor on screen and maybe mine Shadows of the Empire for some cool bits to throw in here. Um, but one thing I do want to do before I finish talking is I do have an opening act for this film. Um, that uh, Not a whole act, but like an opening sequence for this film that I think would kind of explain a lot and set it off on a really good foot. And if you guys will indulge me, I'd like to read that real quick. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. (laughs) The film starts at the Battle of the Great Pit Carcoon, nesting place of the all-powerful Sarlacc just after chaos erupts when Luke retrieves his lightsaber and frees himself. We find Boba Fett embroiled in the ruckus aboard the lower level of Jabba's sail barge. He makes quick work work of a few of Lando's henchmen who've snuck on and cornered him. So basically just throwing a couple enemies at him and saying, oh, they're Lando's friends. Um, <laughs> he takes him out in the most badass Batman, John Wick, the raid-style action scene you've ever seen performed by the infamous bounty hunter. Once he dispatches the, uh, the henchman, he runs up to the top level of the sail barge to help subdue the rogue Jedi, whose kind he loathes. Uh, he suddenly is cornered by a couple other henchmen. Oh, sorry, I lost my place. He's suddenly cornered by an, a couple other henchmen and begins his attack when we cut to a first-person perspective of Boba's helmet HUD system, a really simple kind of HUD system, kind of archaic but still future um, which begins to glitch and signal loss and optic malfunctions, affecting his ability to somewhat fight and to see. He struggles a bit in dispatching the lackeys, but takes... So you see him in kind of like a more impaired version, but he's still a fucking badass. Um, takes him out in a badass way, then turns his attention to Luke on the executioner's skiff, below and launches down to meet him we cut back to the first person view when he lands to see his vision is now all fucked up and we see a skewed version of the events from the uh from return of the jedi play out from this perspective Uh, after luke disables him due to a malfunction he's he's able to momentarily stabilize the hud focus onto luke still in the first person mode (laughs) only to be hit in the back by a blind han which activates boba's jetpack launching him into the pit and into the maw of the sarlacc from this view, the audience follows suit and sees from a first-person view the horror of being consumed by the Sarlacc. This begins our opening credits scene, where from darkness we see the title, Once Upon a Time in a Galaxy Far, Far Away. Within flashes, we experience the hell of the Sarlacc as we push further into the guts of the creature, past skeletons and bones of other creatures that can be seen in the flashes of Boba Fett's flamethrower as he's using it to claw and fight his way out. 
and uh, you know back into darkness from those moments for other credits and so on until a violent roar all to black cut to the famous stars in space view we sl which slowly floats down to reveal three glowing moons then the dunes of Tatooine, and all the while we hear a horrific gurgling and wailing from some horrid creature off screen, along with a rhythmic stabbing noise. Then we see the maw of the Sarlacc pit and the last death throes flailed by the tentacles that slap down dead on the sand. We dolly in to continue, uh, dolly in continuing to hear the stabbing wounds, uh, then they stop, or the stabbing sounds, then they stop and suddenly a hand whips up grabbing the desert surface as Boba Fett triumphantly pulls himself from the pit. Battered and bloodied but saved by the strength of the powerful Mandalorian armor, he then walks on into the desert at night under the three moons revealing the title Boba Fett, A Star Wars Story, or Rise of the Bounty Hunter, A Star Wars Story, or Tears of a Clone, The Boba Fett Story, A Star Wars Story. <laughs> <laughs> I like the tears of a clone. <laughs> He's eventually found by fellow bounty hunter Dengar and healed from his injuries on Coruscant or some seedy place, some other planet that's like seedy, terrible, in some shitty den. Uh, we get our first look at an unmasked adult Boba, unconscious in bed, and a time-lapse dolly from the ceiling in uh, of him being cared for by some backdoor surgeons and uh, other savory individuals coming to visit and talking with Dengar one of whom attempts to assassinate him in his bed, being stopped by Dengar and watched over by his, or being stopped by Dengar and being watched over by him. Uh, we push directly into his face as all those events kind of play out in a time lapse to his face as his eyes open. <clears throat> and then we kind of jump into the film where once he's in good health, he's holding his armor and the, the Mandalorian armor and Boba Fett lore is like, it's just really powerful. It's a really strong, ancient, type of armor made by these badass warriors so it really does a lot for him in the way that kind of like batman's costume and weapons do or iron man's armor um so he has his his he's ready to get back in his armor and suit up and against his partner's insistence boba jetpacks out of there into a stormy windy night on coruscant blade runner-esque visuals cut to a weasley looking gambler tech guy cheating at a sabacc game in some dive someplace uh Boba hunts him down and an awesome back alley chase scene throughout this city. All kinds of aliens and shit rain everywhere. Boba corners him and accuses him of selling him bad tech for his helmet, leading him to lose the rebels and 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 possibly his life and threatens to kill the guy. In an attempt to weasel out of it, the guy reveals he's part of the Black Sun or he's part of a ploy to dispatch of Boba Fett because he's begun working with the Empire um, uh, and the Black Sun doesn't trust him. Um, so, so that leads to Shizor, that leads to this character. They send a bounty hunter after him who then becomes a partner and love interest, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And oh, my, I would cast Tom Hiddleston as Shizor. <sighs> That's my Boba Fett pitch, at least for the beginning. <laughs> Very nice, Dee. So, you like Boba Fett? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and Lando and well, Luke and the Rebels could be somewhere off in the distance. You know, you just get a glimpse of them or whatever. And it's like, damn, son of a bitch. And you just see this 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 torrid, twisted world of bounty hunters and criminals and shit. Noir. <laughs> Thanks, All right, boys. well, Stefan kind of stole my idea, so. Uh, oh shit! We gotta write this then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry. I man. would call mine Boba Fett a bounty a bounty hunter story, and just get yes. rid of a Star Wars story. Um, and then I, the director I would choose would be Jeremy Solner. He did Green Room and Blue Ruin. And I think he needs a much bigger budget because I yes. think he has a lot of talent. 
and I think it would be a pretty hard PG-13 with just the hard R shit he does. Um, uh, my cast of characters would include, and there'd be others, um, and this is kind of like spaced out between maybe two or three films. I'm thinking maybe just two Boba Fett films. I don't know if I need a trilogy. But I'd have Bosk, IG-88, Dengar, Cad Bane, Darth Maul, Hui, and Jabba would all make appearances. Uh, pretty much what Stefan said, we would like kind of pan in on tattooing. We would see like the Sarlacc moaning and being like disgruntled. And you're like, what the fuck's going on? Then you would travel down its gullet. Find Boba Fett working on his jetpack, fixing it really quick and blasting up through the Sarlacc's mouth. And then he would just land and some of his armor would be eaten through. It would be a little more battle damaged. You'd see like half of his face, not his full face. A shadowy figure looks over him and it's IG-88 because IG-88's been around a lot because he's a droid. So, mm-hmm. And he kind of just shows up in the Clone Wars and everywhere any kind of bounty hunter situation goes on. Um, and then... Um, we would hear Boba Fett's voice for the first time, and he would say solo because nice. into the pit, because, you know, for whatever those events that took place. And then we would have, since we already have a new solo, we could cast him. And my, my story was that we would flash back in time, and we would see Cad Bane take Boba off the fields of Attack of the Clones with the helmet, a little baby Boba. And teach him how to be a bounty hunter, but Bo- Boba Fett, uh, like, and... sorry, <laughs> um, <laughs> since he doesn't have father, Cad Bane would become his father. Like Andrew was saying, he kind of wrestles with being good versus bad. Cad Bane, which was actually done as in a Clone Wars episode, they didn't show where him and Cad Bane have a final standoff, and you under you realize how Boba Fett gets that big dent in his helmet. Cad Bane yes. apparently does it. Um, and that would kind of be the way mine played out in villain, but like you kind of like him too, like a much better Harrison, uh, Woody Harrelson character uh, from Solo. Man, but like really terrible, and he does. He like kills a bunch of innocent people, and Boba's like, I'm not having it. And then you'd have this showdown with like Boba, IG88, Boss would show up, Dengar would be there, characters throughout like the films, you know. Um, and then what else did I have? Um, yeah, and then there would be a, there would definitely be a moment. Um, there would be at some point where Boba and Han would have a showdown again, but something happens where Boba is just like, like I don't have anything against you anymore, because Han would basically get another life dead on his belt through like how he has with Chewie, through Boba Fett. There'd be some little. Th- thing that happened and i haven't written it because no one's paying me to do this and this took me (laughs) minutes actually (laughs) to write this so um but uh yeah that's like my pitch i would just like to follow his like bounty hunting like early on you know watch boba fett grow slowly get the mandalorian armor like it's not he moment from his dad which is the one that he just repaints but then he gets other mandalorian armor and other shit and then it finally like when we get to the final showdown with Cad Bane, he's like full on Boba Fett at that point. So it'd be kind of like Daredevil, where he's wearing the black costume, but then he gets a red costume at the end. But we get a lot more of the red costume in this for this movie. But mm-hmm. I just, yeah, that would be like my idea. But Stefan also has a lot of good points, and we're gonna talk about this later yeah. after I, this I podcast. Would include, I would write the I script, would, and yeah. yeah, I would definitely include a lot of elements with like fa- the father stuff. And how important it was to him because that's all he had and it was taken from him and so he's dealing with Mm -hmm. being like a clone so he's like 
he rebels against who he is, but he also is proud of who he is. You know, like there'd be a lot of that drama, especially, and that's why he's on the hunt all the time. I don't know. There'd be there'd be that that crux there. Yeah, I wanted to. I was gonna. I wanted it to be like it would be Han and Luke. He would be after, but I was yeah, like, we're gonna I, have to re- recast Luke Skywalker and. Yeah, that's what I, I was mean, thinking. I was like, ah, I don't know if that would fly because then you could just kind of move forward from here and let people age and then do a Boba Fett movie 10 years from now and, you know, those characters start to play in and recast them or something. Yeah, and that's why I was like, well, we do have a new Han, so yeah. we can put Han in there. Yeah, Because um, you yeah, could have Boba Fett in a Han se- uh, solo sequel um, because he would just be in the armor, you know. You don't. You know, we could place it in any point in time. And then, yeah, mine would definitely be like, move move forward and do something cool with him and show how bad yeah. like because because you know that that whole thing where i had where the guy tries to assassinate him or whatever just like or the fight at the beginning playing up that he's been a badass for a really long time and that's why he has this reputation and it was that i wanted to make up for the moment where he has that shitty death you know and and say it was like yeah. played and like it's some kind of like you know he doesn't fall for those kind of tricks usually so Fuck yeah, that was fun, man. No, I mean, I love that whole opening scene was sweet. I was like, oh no, he's going back. He's at return right now. Damn. This shit's serious. <laughs> and yeah. it would run the gamut and like you'd use his he'd use his alias Jester Muriel um at different points and like there's a whole mythology behind just this armor and the names that have gone with it and shit. It's like you know, for somebody who has like no time on screen really at all, this character is like just one of those strange fucking it's the costume, man. It's badass. Any story, or any story will. I do. mean, it's <laughs> it's funny though because it's a Star Wars thing. It's like yeah. you look at these yeah. badass characters and they get killed off, and then people get mad. Yeah, yeah. it's like Who, <laughs> I, once they bring back Dooku, <laughs> that's when you know they ran out of ideas. You're like, oh, <laughs> fuck me, what they fucking? He's just he's just spider legs on a head, and he's just all force. There, oh God, God, I hate it. Thanks, Lucas, man. That'll Thanks never Disney. happen. Like, you know, in the impending takeover of Disney, the world takeover of Disney, like, I'm at least glad that they took Star Wars from Lucas. Took maybe not the right Agreed. word, but it's, I'm, 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 you know, like what Maddie was saying, your friend, one of your friends was saying, he's just like, Disney killed stars for him. I'm like, I think that's pretty dramatic. I think that's a little much. Um, I'm, I think, I think it's, I think we're in good hands. I think things are going well. I think things are going well. I, I hope very well. Yeah. <laughs> As the boat starts to sink, no, we're fine. We're good. We're all right. No, nah, man, I think they're fun. I, I'm just glad we have this. You know, I'm just glad they're making Star Wars movies. Yeah. But I, I'll definitely reach a point where I'm like, God damn, come on, slow down. <laughs> when I'm old, <laughs> when I can't get up to go, then I'll be like, ah, all right. All right. I'm psyched for that Star Wars live action television show by John Favreau. Though. That sounds. <laughs> I eat sick. this shit up, man. I do. I love it. I, I, dude, I remember when I finished Return of the Jedi as a little kid and was just like, I want more. But I was like, this is all. And I'm like, what? It's so good. <laughs> Why would you stop no, making? Like, even as a yeah. now, I got to learn how to read. Even as a kid, even as a kid, I knew there needed to be more movies. Star Wars now, taught me to read. <laughs> no, this is it. This is it. <laughs> And then, as a, and, yeah, and then as a 30-year-old, I started getting more Star Wars movies. You waited so long. Yeah. I like long. I like what the new the new movies are saying about like the generation they're kind of focusing on. I like, you know, I'm, I feel like I'm learning a lot about the like younger millennial kind of generation through my own scope of Star Wars, you know what I mean? I like feeling like 
you know, I know the movies aren't expressly made for me or anybody older who came up with them, but I like that there's a way to like kind of peer into what is interesting to to the younger generation in terms of Star Wars. My brothers, fresh. my brothers at the end of the Last Jedi, they're not really well. Yeah, they're not, they're not sort of casual fans, but they were like, "That is the best Star Wars movie I've ever seen in my <laughs> life." Like. Nice. Empire can go suck a dick as far as they're concerned. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, it's just, and they're not really like millennials, like like true millennials, you know. Right. But still, it's like it, it says something. I think. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening to this Superhouse Mini. Thanks again, Shasta. We're gonna have another great episode coming next week. Another practical effects interview coming right your way so look out for that and that's it thanks again shasta check you later